Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to the Future. Future, future, future. We skipped a week, I think, school holidays and so on, so you might be wondering whether Welcome to the Future had a future. It does. Mm. It's here. And we have some craptastic technology to talk to you about. We did a whole other episode, by the way, in the Chase Report talking about X, the disastrous rebrand of Twitter. Um, so go and check that out. But I've got, Charles, a free television. Oh, good. A free giant television with a pretty major catch. <laughs> And I have a wonderful story about an AI robot that was writing in a whole technology blog. What went wrong? What went wrong? I also have a thought for you just before we start. I, you know, we've talked a lot about AI and ChatGPT and essentially how we're moving to a world of just generative AI writing everything, right? Yes, yes, yes. A new paper came out in the last week or so mm. that comprehensively proved that it's impossible to tell whether a text has been written by an AI or not. For This goes for all texts, mm. right? And what this means mm. is that soon ChatGPT is going to be training itself on other texts written yes. by AI. Yes. So what this means is that as this happens on and on and on and on and on, the standard of writing is going to get shitter and shitter and the number of facts is going to get flakier and flakier <laughs> until A, almost all the writing in the world is terrible mm. and B, there's no such thing as a fact anymore. So you'll use ChatGPT, anything it will write will be awful because it's like being influenced by 10 iterations or 100 iterations mm. of other AIs writing badly. And it will have no idea what's true or not. So you, you, you clearly haven't seen Mission Impossible 7, have you? No. Yeah. Right. That, that is literally the plot line of really? Mission Impossible 7. Yes. I want to go and see that now. Anyway, let's crack on after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I really want to say that. No, you don't. Is that the one where Tom Cruise rides a motorbike off a bridge? I have a deep suspicion that it was written by an AI, that movie. Oh, really? It was so shit. Is it just part one of... Yeah, it's part one. All of the... And they had to do a part one because no one would ever go and see another Mission Impossible movie ever again if they'd seen that one and there was no cliffhanger. Is Simon Pegg... Uh, cheeky and nerdy. So I'm in and, and nerdy and Ving Rhames is cool. Is that are they? Or are they too old now? Well, it's sort. Well, no, yeah, no. It, it's not even that. Like Simon Pegg doesn't even make an appearance for the first like half of the movie. That's it's, not good. It's just a terrible piece of shit. Do we need to start another podcast with, with your reviews? <laughs> the way things are going. Anyway, um, hmm. Charles. You have a major story for us. I've just got a few little uh, little tidbits we'll get to. Okay. Well, let's, let's start with this uh, blog. It, it was called Z-League. And it, Z was, it was a blog dedicated to covering computer games, video games. Mm. And what some Redditors on the World of Warcraft subreddit discovered, or they had this sort of suspicion that Z-League was actually just scraping all their comments and you know, oh. discussions and then turning it into news as a sort of generative AI bot. Yeah. Right? So what they decided to do is they decided to come up with a new word and a new innovation about the World of Warcraft game. Yep. And then 
everyone on the subreddit played along with the the joke that this was a a real character that yeah, was about yeah. to be introduced. So last Thursday, somebody posted a thread on Reddit saying, look, I have to say, um, since they started hinting at it in Hearthstone in 1994, it was obvious that they would introduce, introduce Glorbo to the world of Warcraft. Now, Glorbo is not a character in Glorbo. Glorbo. <laughs> That's great. Right. And then thousands, literally thousands, 2,000 people then commented about how much they loved Glorbo. Glorbo. Um, within hours, so later that day on Thursday afternoon, an article titled World of Warcraft Players Excited for Glorbo's Introduction popped up with some incredible key takeaways. Players expressed excitement for Glorbo's arrival and its potential impact on the game. But some players had rev- rel- reservations about the mandatory <laughs> item click clack, <laughs> which was a term that was made up by somebody else in the thread. What and a good a- idea! <laughs> and its effect on casual players, etc., etc., etc. Right, and then the redditors in this subreddit then changed the thread to "We fucking did it!" Right, like that was then the pose. <laughs> uh, and then the AI-generated article uh, stayed up for several hours before it was removed, obviously by a human being. So there you go. That's like, I mean, well, I suppose, what is it? It's sort of. It's genius. It's genius. I think To it catch is. it out. Yeah. But it's also, it just goes to show that with nobody, ch- the one thing that AI has seen completely unable to do mm. is work out if something is real. And that, so that sort seems of, like a problem. It, well, it's a sort of computational version of like an Alan Jones or a, ah. you know, you know, all those sort of, um, Andrew Bolt occasionally falls for chaser stunts. And yes. Things like that. Actually. Um, the one person we once did a remember a few years ago we tried to make fairy bread get cancelled. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we said that it was uh, too heteronormative. You and, should definitely and, t- try and do that again in Florida. Yes. Oh, that would go down so yes. well. So, and it made national headlines. Like mm. literally, news.com.au yeah, yeah. ran with it as their their top story. But the one commentator in the media who didn't fall for it was Ben Fordham. Do you remember? That's like, right. He completely picked it. We got Jenna to ring up as, what was her name? Dr. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But, uh, and, um, it, well, Ben Fordham rang her up and said, you know, you're cancelling fairy bread. Oh, because there was a press release. That's yeah, right. And yeah. Then, and then pointed out all the flaws in the thing and said it was a chase break. Anyway, point is, Damn it. this is a sort of AI version of a gullible shock jock. So there you go. Except that then if they hadn't realised Globo was fake, mm. that just would have bounced around forever. And other, other yes. generative AIs would have read about Globo yes. and gone, oh, Globo. And so, and probably what World of Warcraft will do sometime soon is, is release, release Globo. Release Globo. Yes. Okay, that's such a funny name. I mean, do you think that there's a real risk that conservative shock jocks may end up being replaced by AI because it's a very simple job. All you've got to do is take a sensible proposition, disagree with it, and then get everyone angry about it. And then, like, that, that seems so. within... I mean, I don't think you even need ChatGPT 4.0. I mean, you get, could probably angry it with 3.5. I mean, if, if you put into ChatGPT right now, what are some reasons why the Barbie movie is evil? Yes. It can probably come up with plenty. I mean, and they're probably going to be much smarter and the ones that people like Ted Cruz came up with and um, Ben Shapiro, mm. who, who recorded, is that his name? Yeah, Ben Shapiro. Ben yeah. Shapiro recorded a 43-minute rant about uh, yes. how, how awful Barbie was and then burnt several Barbies. Yes. But the great thing is they all paid to see Barbie. That's what <laughs> I love about it. Yes. So, uh, well, let's let's just see uh, what some talking points 
about Barbie being evil. Written, I written as a shock jock yeah. in the voice of a conservative shock jock. Okay, let me just. Chat uh... GPT is fast. Charles is not. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your hats because we're diving into the world of Barbie. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, Barbie, isn't she just a doll? Well, that's where you're wrong. There's so much more to this iconic figure that's worth talking about. First of all, let's address the controversy surrounding Barbie's appearance. You've probably heard the liberal snowflakes complain about her proportions, saying it promotes unrealistic body standards. Mm -hmm. But come on, folks, it's just a doll. Barbie represents an aspirational figure, an embodiment of beauty and success. Nobody ever said she's the blueprint for real-life looks. Next up, let's talk about Barbie's career choices. She's been a doctor, an astronaut, a lawyer, and even a computer engineer. Oh, boy. The left just can't stand a successful woman these days. Now, now hang on, Charles, to, yeah. Charles, you're defending Barbie. Yeah, I know, yeah. But is, they yeah. hate Barbie. You know why? Because Barbie has a fantasy world, and the joke is that it's a fantasy world mm. where Barbie has every job and the men are useless, mm. i.e. the reverse of the patriarchy. And, and even though that's clearly a joke based on how unlike that the real world is, mm. they can't cope with it. They can't cope with it at all. Mm. The, the notion of even a fictional world where women have control. You know what we should do? We should actually get an AI bot to write this podcast. Yes, we should. And then it would just be all about how Barbie doesn't have Bluetooth yet. Oh, that's very wise. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a real synergy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To go on, what's your tick? This is a fab. This is a fabulous product. I don't know whether you're a, a fan of television. You, you like watching television? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I told you you could have a free 55-inch TV, absolutely free? Oh, that sounds installed fantastic. Installed on your wall. That is the great. only catch is it's, this is a company called Telly in the US. It's open up. They've good brand they've, name. They've, I bet you Elon Musk is jealous that the a television he just wants company to call it X. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. X, much better name. He, he's uh, so the plan for Telly is to ship half a million free televisions. To consumers by the end of 2023 and then millions more next year. That sounds like such an American business model. Guess what the catch is? The catch will be that it's got several several, several pounds of meth installed <laughs> inside it and it's actually some sort of scheme. Oh, no, it'll be a Ponzi scheme or something, won't it? it it'll be... You've got to that, then sell the TV to... Yes. Well, you, it's free. You, But is it like, is it a rental thing? Do you have to then... Subscribe? You'll have to subscribe to it. Oh, that's what yes, everyone's doing You need now. a television every, subscription. Every car's doing this now. They want you to yes, pay... You p- pay, I don't know, to 30 grand for a car or something. Yeah. And they want you to pay and for... it'll have a camera that will be able to track your movements and know what it... What to sell you? It's it'll be for for advertisers. It'll be now you're talking. It'll be it's for advertisers, so that advertisers can track your movements and watch you in your sleep, <laughs> and then they Not, sell that data to advertisers. I don't know that it's got a creepy camera. 
But what it does have mm. is imagine a TV, 55-inch giant TV on the wall. Yeah. Underneath that TV, mm. there is another TV. It's the same width uh, but but a bit smaller in terms of height. So maybe mm. it's 10 inches high, yeah, right. 55 inches wide. Yeah, so a little, little lower third. It's bar, almost like yeah. a lower third or kind of like yeah. a subtitle thing or something. Yeah. That TV mm. has ads on it the entire time. So why wouldn't you just blank, get your free TV and then put a little black, you know, piece of cardboard over that part of the TV and then you'd have your TV without the ads. I don't know. Oh, no, it does have a camera with a privacy shutter so you can do fitness programs um, because you have to agree. You've got to sign agree a Agree to watching the to ads. Having, yes, but also having your viewing data sucked up and used by advertisers. Yes, so, so, um, yes, so it's yes. going to monitor everything that you watch, everything that you do, this and sounds... Microsoft is involved in running it. So what? it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. And it will um, It'll crash. violate your privacy First somehow. Co- Free-to-air TV that just crashes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, maybe it's fine. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's good. Yeah, not yeah. a problem at all. So, yes, the, the, the dual-screen television, it does occasionally have things like sports scores on it. So it's not just all ads all the time. Right. They give you a little bit of sugar to keep you kind of so watching the, it. To trick you into looking, glancing down. That's right. Yeah. And it's going to have things like Spotify. It's going to have Zoom on it. Oh. They can use it for Zoom. Yeah. Um, and then their system won't let you install install any streaming apps. On the TV. Like you'll need to use it like an external Apple TV or something. But that would you do that deal? Would you take, get a free TV for endless ads beamed into your living room? And presumably it just stays on the ad screen, whether or not the TV's on. I think so. Right. It just sounds so hellish. It's but, you know, on the other hand. Incredibly dystopian. Free TV. And if you look at it, it's uh, the design's quite nice. So, And there's this, for instance, for instance, it's got a lovely little screen saying... um. It's got the date, it's got a little bit of news underneath, and then there's a Kia logo in your lounge room. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. So it's not it, it's yeah. not all ads all the time. It's a little bit more subtle. Yeah. But it's basically kind of like the um it's it's sort of the proportion of a giant version of the the dinkus that they put at the bottom of every TV station. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, the good well, thing about it is it's free for you as the grown-up mm. and then your kids will get brainwashed, presumably more than you will, and that's probably the point of it. Is it the sort of thing where you'd end up finding yourself buying all these unnecessary Kias all the time? <laughs> yes, it might cost quite a lot at <laughs> the end because of all the subliminal yeah. going. So, I mean, it also just, it's the last sacred mm. space being violated. Like, at the yeah. moment, there's not, other than when there's ads in the ad break, mm. and particularly if you watch streaming, there's just no way that brands can access your wall, your actual fucking wall of your house. Yes. Now they can. Advertising just hasn't had enough innovation in the last right. 20 years. Yep. I mean, that's where we need more. You know, like back in the olden days, they used to do things like invent nuclear power or invent more, you know, the transistor so that you could make microchips. You know, all these sort of, you know, or invent the fridge or air conditioning mm, yeah. or the car. Giant, you know. giant changes. Yeah. Whereas now innovation is primarily in the base of how to target advertising at people. Yeah, like, well, they've figured out this is the sort of ultimate point of, of mm, humanity. Yeah. We've, it's all generated in this, all the music, yes. culture, creativity, building a society. We've done that. It's, we've, we've done that. It's all culminated in the greatest achievement of the entire species, how to targeted make, ads. How to make people buy shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at to some of the sci-fi that we had before, uh, Minority Report, you had um, you know all the advertisers basically 
recognizing uh, Tom Cruise's character's name and just sort of shouting, hey, John, whatever, buy this thing. And, but also in Blade Runner, you had mm. all those kind of holograms of ads. Where are the giant holographic ads that just take up the whole sky? Well, this is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Is, I don't think it's good enough to just have something on your lounge room. No. And, you know, there'd be an ad there 24 hours a day. I'm thinking, you know, you get woken in your sleep by a hologram at 3 a.m. That's right. Going... Bike here, cars. Yeah, or yeah. maybe you walk down in the morning and someone's parked a, a, a virtual kind of Kia in the in the lounge room. You could sort of walk past it. It's <laughs> yeah. not really there. It's a projection. Yeah. Or is it really there? You don't even know it's real anymore. And that's what advertisers want. Yes. And if we link that to AI mm. so that the ads can be generated specifically for you, because this is, this is where it's all heading. This yep. is why they want the data about you in your, you know, in your lounge room mm. is so that instead of tailoring an ad to, you know, I don't know, balding 40-year-old men. Why, why are you pointing at me when you say that? Yeah. Um, it would it, it targeted at Dom Knight. In fact, I actually once had this fascinating chat to, with this media buyer who said that it's a complete myth that advertise, digital advertising is nowadays about demographics and things like that. Mm. It's all individually targeted. But essentially, and what it goes on lists, right? Like, so you create a list of people that you're seeking to advertise, but they're actually individuals. It's like we want to find Dom Knight for this. Yeah, impotence well, medicine no, because oh. our, pro, our profile says he's likely to need some. Well, but also that, <laughs> they know. don't know your name but yeah. necessarily, but they the advertisers have built up a kind of cookie yeah. cookie version of you, right? So yes. Facebook, that's how Facebook knows when you you might be pregnant or not. Yes. Or, but it's gone from it's like so. Even ten years ago, it would have been like we want people in this postcode who mm. are aging, yeah, men a thirty who, year old woman, or who've already searched for balding treatments, mm. you know, five times in the last three weeks, right? Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like we know that that guy yes. has done that mm. and he's his unique identifier and we're just going to follow him around the world. Yes, and so they they know you better than you know yourself yeah. in many cases really. But, it, you know, but the one thing that they haven't had is data on what do they actually do when they're at home relaxing uh, outside of yeah. public view. And I'm sure that the camera that's on these TVs <laughs> is going to be very well regulated. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that advertisers could just sort of just spy on what you're doing. Yeah. Because when that when has that system ever broken down, except in Elon Musk's own fucking house with his <laughs> Tesla camera. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Anyway, so, yeah, so um, welcome advertisers. Come mm. into – look, I don't really want a, a, a giant TV, but if you gave me a, a really good computer or something, sure, just about whatever I'm doing, I presume you know anyway. Mm. Yeah. I'll take it. I, I'm, I'm going to hold spiraling. out until they get, like, a babysitter with an advertising. Oh, a free babysitter. Board. You can yeah. have my children. That's fine. Yeah. Something I, I really don't even useful. Read, yeah. You can have their, their yeah. time and a all their chef. future income. A chef. Like a five-star, you know, Michelin-style chef. Somebody come and make sushi or something at home yeah. with, with, a, a, with, with an a tablet on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a really good Here's idea. some sushi and buy a Kia. Brought to you by Kia. <laughs> Fantastic. What an incredible world we live in. We need to use some of these techniques to promote this podcast, don't we? Yes. What a great idea. Download, welcome to the future, welcome to the future. That'll be the hologram at 3am. There you go. Thank you for listening. Our is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you next week. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.